Slot for stopping by. Glad to have this man on. He's coming from overseas. It is uh, Tommy Robinson. You probably have heard of Tommy Robinson. He's got a book out. It's called Silence that you can only get at his website, trsilenced.com. Tommy, thanks for staying up late with us. How are you? I'm good, thank you, mate. I'm good. Thanks for having me on. Uh, you're very welcome. So the only thing we know over here about you, and I'm just going to list it off, you're, you're all of these things at the same time somehow. You're anti-Semitic. You're also anti-Muslim. You're, you're a white supremacist, and you hate everybody. Have I, have I spelled it out pretty right? When they say that about you, it usually means you tell the truth. But it's, um, no, I, don't, I don't understand the anti-Semitic one. I speak against Islam, so I do understand mate, people making accusations. I do talk about Islam. Um, other than that, I'm, there's not a racist bone in my body. I have a problem with an idea. I, I look at the Quran. I look at the teachings of the Quran. I look at Muhammad, and I think it's dangerous, and I think we need to have open discussion about it, and certainly we should be free to criticize it. No, uh, well, without a doubt, in a free society, you should be free to say anything you want as long as you're not, like, handing people guns and saying go shoot people, something that you haven't done. You founded I'm, something called the English Defense League. What is that? So I found the, so so people understand. I was born in 1982 in a town called Luton, which is 30 miles north of London. When I was born, there was one mosque. There's now 45. So I have seen the effects that open border immigration can have. The reason this is so important to the United States of America, you've only really started receiving Islamic um, immigration through your borders in the way you have now in the millions that are coming in since Joe Biden. That's very different to Mexican immigration. I say this in the sense that. The town I'm from, we are all sons of immigrants. St. Lucian, Jamaican, Bulgarian, Italian. My mum was an Irish immigrant. All of us get on pretty well, integrate, assimilate. There's one section of that town that hasn't and doesn't. We didn't create that. It's the Islamic community. There's a hostility. There's a violence. There's something very different ideologically from a child. When I was at school, we had the Muslim playground and the non-Muslim playground. We did not create that. We have all of my sons, if you line my friends up, we're all black, white, Asian, all different colours, but you do not get integration from the members of the Muslim community. It's not to say they're all bad. Some beautiful people I met growing up are Muslim, but there's a problem with the teachings of Islam. So that's in 2009, I formed an organisation called the English Defence League. We decided after failures by government, failures by police to talk or address these issues, but not even failures, conspiracies to cover them up. If there were problems coming from the Islamic community, they were covered up. They were hidden. Rapes of a generation of our daughters, were con- they, they, they literally kept them secret, allowed them to happen. So recently you got together in, in some big town square. You showed up and I saw the video. Tommy, I saw the video and you aren't doing anything. You're standing there. You're getting ready for this rally. It appeared to be a rally against anti-Semitism, I think. Yes, um, and, and for some reason, suddenly the cops all show up. And they're dragging you away. Did Now, is there something missing from that video? Did you punch a cop in the face or something? Did you yeah. jump up and down and say, kill everybody? What happened that, that we missed? What happened is you missed the end of free speech in Europe. We live in a post-free speech era. So you, you've missed that. You need to hold on to your constitution. You only We only dream of something like that, yeah? So what, what you missed is that they came in. I was I, I work as a journalist. I, I led the English Defence League until 2015. I then took my hand to journalism. I make investigative documentaries. I've made 10 in the last three years. Um, I act as a journalist. So I was going to report. I went to work. I sat in a cafe, at which point the police come in, six of them, and said, you need to leave London. I said, why would I need to leave London? Your presence can cause people alarm and distress. This is not the first time this has happened to me. So the world's witnessed this because 30 police officers then came in and they dragged me violently, put mace spray in my eyes, handcuffed me and dragged me away, arrested me, 
for, for not leaving London. The point I made to them is they're talking about causing alarm and distress for the last four to five weeks. Every city in the West that our public have been caused alarm and distress by the calls for jihad, the anti-Semitism, the Jew hatred, the out of control jihadist calls on our streets by terrorist organisations and their sympathisers. And our police have failed, our government have failed. And then they will get brave and very confident when it comes to silencing a journalist who wishes to talk about these issues. I've actually been prosecuted. Do you know the video you watched? I faced three months in prison for nothing, for getting assaulted, getting my rights taken away from me, my freedoms taken away from me. I'm currently banned from entering my capital city. I'm banned. Uh, uh, Tommy, what, what, is, what is the law you allegedly broke? Because again, I saw the video. If you did here in the United States what you did in that video, one would think there's no way you could be taken away. But then we can talk about some people that were arrested after January 6th. But I'm not sure. What is the charge? So what they said is that my presence can cause alarm and distress. So they give me a dispersal order that I had to so leave. So you're not allowed to have a presence? No, they've done it multiple times. They've done it when I, they, they tried to ban me from France. Yeah, the British government took me to court and said that because of the Muslim population in France, my presence in that country could cause problems. So they took me civilly. This is what they're doing. They tie you up through the it's lawfare. They tie you up. They tie your activism up. They tie your. I, I currently, have, as I said, what this was about is I'm not in court till January 22nd. When I go to court, it will get adjourned another six months. For the entirety of that time, I'm not allowed in my capital C. I'm not allowed to organise a protest. I'm not allowed to attend a protest. I'm probably known as the person in the UK that can get people out on the streets to protest. Right. Whilst, so that, that's what this is about. It's about infringing your rights, controlling you, making sure you can't have, have your freedom of assembly, freedom of expression or freedom of speech. Um, I'm actually going to court in mon on Monday. I'll go, to, I'll go to court to challenge the legality against my uh, human rights for, for banning me from my capital city. When, as, you, as you've seen, Joe, I've done nothing wrong. I was the victim. No, I, I without no, without a doubt, in that video I saw, you did nothing wrong. I didn't see what happened before. I didn't see what happened after. But it appeared as though you were being arrested for the fact that you were at something that would end up being an assembly, which I thought was legal in, in free societies. Although, Great Britain is not as free as we are here. And by the way, we're not as free here as you might think we are. It's Tommy Robinson. Get his book at trsilenced.com, T-R-S-I-L-E-N-C-E-D.com. The book is called Silence. If you want to hold it up, Tommy, show him what it looks like. That would so be great. Violence, yeah. this, it's me telling the story of big tech. It's the unholy alliance of government, media, all of them aligning together to destroy anyone who gets in the way of their narrative. The lengths they've gone to, I've been in 10 different prisons. You know what you saw here? Joe, in 2017, I was reporting outside a court case. As, as, as a group of 30 Muslim Pakistani child rapists were walking into court, I asked one of them how they felt, felt about their verdict. The judge summons me inside the court. Within two hours, I was sentenced to 13 months in prison. For what? For, for contempt of court. They said it was for contempt. And, and it took 12 weeks of solitary confinement. Paul Gassar flew over as a congressman to, to demand my freedom. Gert Wilders, who's just been elected as a Dutch prime minister, flew into the UK to demand my freedom. 700,000 people signed a petition. When they put me in jail, they put reporting restrictions preventing the British media from reporting that I was in jail. We live under total That's control. Stunning. No, that's, that, that, that's stunning. And, you know, we've all seen the. By the way, you mentioned the Muslim community coming in. Multiculturalism doesn't work. I, I don't care what religion somebody is. You could pray to the rock in the backyard. I don't care as long as you don't pick it up and throw it at me. Um, when when religion ends up being a complete change of a culture, that's when you've got to start thinking to yourself. Like I, I will say this, and I've said this a million times on my show, and I don't care what people call me. The fact is, the Hadith and the Quran do not coincide with a constitution. 
they don't. What, what Islam teaches, the actual theocracy that these governments like in Saudi Arabia and Iran and so on, what they teach is you don't have freedoms and liberties, that a woman is half of what a man is, that you can beat your wife if you want to. I mean, th- this is all really in the teachings. And by the laws of abrogation, when people say Islam is peace, early Islam was, but it's all been abrogated. The later Islam is not. It's all very violent, and it, it undoes the early peaceful stuff. So the video that I see from your country that's happening right now with people stopping en masse and doing their prayer at, at prayer time, that is not necessary by the Quran. The Quran says if you can do your prayer, do it later when you can. You don't have to stop a, a bathroom or stop a bus or stop a train and do the prayer. They're doing this for a reason, aren't they, Tommy? A show of force, a show of power, sending a message every time. The problem is... Like, we, we have 5% of the UK population is Muslim, 5%. Look at the appeasement we have now. We have 40,000 British Muslims on a terror watch list. Four times more British Muslims joined ISIS than ever joined our armed forces, yeah? We have 3,000 British Muslims on a 24-hour day, seven-day-a-week, they're being monitored, jihadists. That costs £9 billion a year. 50% of British Muslims said they would not report on a fellow Muslim if they were joining ISIS. 75% said they would not report on a fellow Muslim if they were getting involved in extremism. The majority of British Muslims want homosexuality, homosexuality outlawed. It's oil and water. The European Court of Human Rights ruled that Sharia is incompatible with freedom, democracy, due to their views on homosexuals, women, and free speech. It doesn't work. I can tell you that from growing up in a town like Lewin. Yeah, but Tommy, you have to understand. Then you have the idiots that are holding flags saying, gays for Palestine. <laughs> really? Pride for, for Hamas. I don't understand. What don't they get? Why don't they go to Gaza and, and, and act like they're, they're completely accepting of the culture? They'll be thrown off of buildings, any buildings that are left. I mean, for God's sakes, what is it in the leadership in Britain? And I, I know what's happening here. The same thing's happening here, but not, not to the same extent. That they would stop entire bridges to allow people to do this prayer they claim they have to do or uh, stop, uh, shut down town squares and take you away while they let people hold up al-qaeda flags what they're what ter- the hell happened tommy they're terrified of them and i'll say lots of those groups you're seeing the alignment of two groups that hate each other you're seeing the marxists aligning with the islamists aligning with the far right these three groups are all coming together they despise each other but the marxists will align with them as they did in iran as they did in lebanon as they did because they want to bring down the system and they see islam as the most most uh, uh, the, the best alliance to do that, yeah? And they don't realise if Islam did take over, just as in Lebanon, just in Iran, they'd be the first people killed. When we talk about yes. fear, when we talk about fear, for, as I said, Muslims make up 5% in the UK. That means the British population is 2.5% male Muslim. They are responsible for 90% of the rape gang convictions. 90%. 30% of the men convicted of child rape in gangs are called Muhammad. Why? Why not the Sikhs? Why not the Jews? Why not the, the Hindus? Why? What is going on here? Every single town and city that has an Islamic community has had mass numbers of daughters kidnapped, raped and killed. We've had 1,400 children in one city alone called Rotherham. In Telford, there's been 1,000 victims with five dead. So people, so your audience can understand the size of this problem, yeah? In Telford, it's only a 1.7% Muslim population. It's a small town. Out of that 1.7%, it's about 3,500 Muslims. Get rid of the women. Get rid of the under-16s. You've got 1,000 Muslim men that fit the age criteria of the men that could be involved in raping kids. Out of that 1,000 men, the police identified uh, 200. 
at, there was 1,000 victims. So 20% minimum the police identified of the Muslim men in that town were raping children. This problem is across our whole country. In every town and city, our daughters have been kidnapped. If, if, if there were police failures in one town, yeah, you could call it a police and, and, and council failure. Right. But when we received a government report on Rotherham, the city, we found out in 2015 that the police were fully aware of what was happening. The council were fully aware. The government were fully aware. But the reason why they didn't do anything was because all the perpetrators were Pakistani Muslim and the victims were all white English girls and they didn't want to be deemed as racist. So that is how powerful political correctness is. It will paralyze your entire police force from protecting a generation of your daughters from being kidnapped and raped. Well, obvious, just, obviously it's not racist to be against rape. Obviously, it's not racist to arrest the bad guy that did it. Obviously, it's not racist to expose uh, to the public that there's a high percentage of people who co have come here from elsewhere that are doing this. It's not just Great Britain. It's in Sweden. It's in the Nordic countries. It's everywhere. It's happening in Italy. It's happening all over Europe. And it's going to be happening here in America. It might already be happening. They're just not reporting on it. And again, I want to make this extremely clear. I've got cousins that are Muslim. People can choose to live peacefully and ignore Sharia and follow whatever other tenets of the religion they want to follow. And the vast majority majority of Muslims by the numbers aren't doing these things. But those who are raised in a culture that says the man is the dominant one, the female is just to be used and just to be 50% of what the man is, and you could beat your wife if she doesn't listen, that's really in the Hadith. It's really in Sharia law. It's really in the teachings of the Quran. It is up to people to choose to do that or not to choose to do that. But if you've got a scourge happening in your area, your city, your country, your town, and nobody's telling you who is bringing the scourge because they're afraid of political correctness, the country's done. Western civilization is doomed, Tommy, if more people like you and me don't stand up. And I say people are afraid. They end you. You're either targeted with violence or you're silent. They'd rather end you than the rapist? Yeah, because they don't know how to deal with the rapist. And the problem's that big. You know, when you're talking about women, there's 55,000 British girls have had female genital mutilation. Their clitorises have been cut off and mutilated because the Muslim men don't believe they should enjoy sex. This is as children. That has been a crime since the 1980s. It carries a 14-year prison sentence. Do you know how many parents have been convicted for doing that to their children? None. Wow. None to jail. That is a crime that we turn a blind eye. We allow the mutilation of young Muslim girls, yeah, because it's cultural sensitivity. We allow the generation of our daughters to be raped. Everything is about appeasement. When there's 5%, 5% of Britain is Muslim. What are we going to be like when it's 20%? They dominate in such a way. They, we appease them in such a way. We're scared of them. Our government is scared of them. And, and, and the, this is why I say to America, like, I see the, the discussions on Mexican immigration. You have no idea the problems you are importing right now. Afghanistan, 99% of people in Afghanistan want Sharia law. Iraq, 89%. Syria, these people are coming. Morocco, 70%. They're on their way. They're coming. They don't leave their beliefs behind. They bring them with them. They're contrary to the Constitution. They don't believe in freedom of speech. You, they, they'll use your democracy to end your democracy. Tommy uh, Robinson is joining us from Great Britain. Uh, the website is trsilenced.com, trsilenced.com, and silence has a D at the end, trsilenced.com. The book is called Silence. Go and get it right now. Uh, he was a guy that I saw uh, hauled away by police in, uh, in, in Great Britain simply because his presence was there at a place, which doesn't make sense. I don't understand. You can't have a presence as a human. It doesn't make any sense. Tommy, I've got maybe a minute left, and I want to I want to end with this. I'm seeing people stand up in Spain saying we're a Christian country. And again, nobody's saying Muslims can't be there. 
What they're saying is you've got to acclimate to our society. We don't follow the, the laws of, of that religion, Sharia law, and so on. So they're standing up and saying, we're not taking it anymore. We're seeing a, some video coming out of Italy where somebody is showing up from a different culture and doing the wrong thing, getting his ass kicked in the street. Any chance that in Great Britain, people will rise up and be heard and say, listen, you're allowed to be here, but this is our country. Do it like we do or go back. Uh, the country's ready now more than ever. I've been doing this activism since 2009. People are now ready to listen. You've seen the election of Gert Wilders. He, he smashed yes. the election in Holland. Uh, Vlams Blang will smash the next election in Belgium. People are speaking out. People are rising up and people are understanding the danger we're in. It's a dangerous civilization. It's a danger of your children's future. You need to change it now and tackle it now. So, Joe, there's another thing. I created a film called Silence. I face two years in prison right now. Two years for a film. I'm waiting on a court date by the Attorney General for a film that is 100% factually correct. The control that they're coming, they've used big tech, they've used censorship, they're coming for any journalists that talk out, they're coming for any of us that speak out, and they'll use the judiciary, the, the weaponized judiciary against you. My film exposes all of it, and, I, and I'm facing two years in prison for that film. Stunning. Tommy, before I go, because I'm going to get a lot of crap for having you on the show, and I don't care, it doesn't really bother me, I'm a big enough guy, um, but let me just ask you very directly, you don't have a problem with Muslims being in England. You have a problem with them bringing the, the violence of the Hadith and, and the control of Sharia with them, right? Some of the best people I've met growing up in Luton are Muslims. Some of the people I love are Muslim. I see Muslims as victims of Islam. I think many of them are naive. Many of them treat their religion like a buffet. They take the good bits, but you can't ignore the bad bits. When the bad bits have such an effect on society, on, on freedom on these, you have to talk about them. So Muslims are people. Islam's an idea. The Quran's a book. Don't hate the people, but we, 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 we've got, it's our God-given right to criticise this idea that's dangerous. Yes. It's our God-given right to talk about Muhammad and talk about the Quran. So I have a no hatred for individuals or people. I actually love them. I want them to be free. Let's stay connected. Uh, I want you to come back on. Keep us updated on what's going on with the court cases. Go to trsilence.com. Find out about the film. Go ahead and get the book. It's Tommy Robinson from, uh, from Great Britain today. Tommy, thanks a million. I appreciate you. Thank you, Joe. Cheers, man. Bye-bye. All right, brother. We're back after this. Stay right here. This is the Joe Pags Show. Glad to have uh, Tommy on from England. We'll keep track of what's going on with his court cases. I can't imagine being arrested just because your presence is somewhere in a public square. It doesn't make a lot of sense to me. Next hour, Dr. Sean Baker about the carnivore diet. Plus, we're going to talk about the reaction from Deadspin after the outrage over that attack of the nine-year-old boy who went to that football game. That and a whole lot more in the Joe Pag Show. Keep it here. Joe Pag.